0: Welcome to Special Stage. This week on the podcast, we've got Adrian Coppen as our guest. He's heavily involved in the Australian Rally Championship as its manager, and what a last round of the ARC we're going to have. I talked to Adrian about everything from manufacturers to the Subaru WRX Challenge and some of the cool things they've got planned for the final round of the series. Thanks for your ongoing support of the podcast. It really meant a lot to us. And if you could share it to just one of your friends, that would make a huge difference and help us spread the word of the sport of rallying that we all love. Welcome along to Rally Sport Magazine's special stage podcast, Adrian Coppin. Adrian, you're the manager of the Australian Rally Championship and you've just come from the Adelaide Hills Rally. Firstly, how are you?
1: I'm Will. Thank you very much for having me. It, uh, yeah, just uh, fresh back from the uh, Power Play Adelaide Hills Rally and it was a, a great weekend.
0: What does your role consist of on a rally weekend? Because between events, I would imagine you're planning and you're working with Motorsport Australia and a lot of competitors to be able to make the championship the best it can be. On the event, are you just overseeing things generally?
1: Yeah, typically, obviously, from a from an ARC point of view, I oversee uh, all of the, I guess, operational side of the championship. When we have an event, we've obviously got a an ever-growing media team, so I sort of work quite closely with Paul Wryden on on managing that and how that's going to work. But then, obviously, I've got a, a couple of key guys, which are <clears throat> Fro and Kurt, who helped me... Uh, do all the signage and build the power stage at the moment and then obviously the sporting delegates uh, from Alan Vaughan, Belinda Howard, Chris Atkinson, Rick Hagen, uh, so obviously uh, working with all those to uh, ensure that everything runs smoothly and we support the uh, the event organizers as much as we can.
0: No doubt. Do you get out to see any action during the weekend? Are you stage side or are you mainly service park based?
1: Uh, no, it, well, look, it's sort of coming a little bit more service park based, but initially I still do every hour and get out there and I have to go and put a sign up myself or, uh, you know, particularly on the weekend we were down somebody. So, uh, given the remote nature of, of Adelaide, I actually had to be the gopher and I was, uh, running the cards back and forth. So I was meeting the, meeting the camera guys out in the forest and the drone guys and dumping cards and running it back to the, to the media crew and back. So yeah, yeah. it's, uh, all very glamorous.
0: Yeah, rallying's often a glamorous sport, isn't it? It's this such good elements about it, and then there's the not so glam- glamorous elements as well that often include late nights and and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's just all part and parcel of the game, and it's I actually enjoy it. Um, you know, as, uh, it was actually a bit refreshing this event because the our power stage was at at tail and bend, and we we positioned our container at the bend, uh, sorry, at the end of the power stage, uh, which meant that we uh, could pack up a bit quicker and we actually uh got back to the hotel and managed to have a hot meal on a sunday night by 7 30 which was uh the first time ever so often uh we see all the teams leaving out in their trucks and we're still packing up and sort of don't normally get out till 10 o'clock on a sunday night but it was uh, a little bit refreshing uh on
0: sunday this year mm. at just about each round of the series this year and, and last year as well all of the time we're getting scripts that I don't know who could write scripts like that the way that Sunday panned out at the weekend, we had heat one out of the way, the points were already secured, but then for Sunday to be so dramatic and changing and even close, it was remarkably close. It just is a testament to the championship and the competitors in the championship that were able to cover the sport as it is at the minute, which is amazing,
1: yeah, I know how good is it like it's uh yeah. It's certainly for me as a, a championship promoter and organiser, it's it's the best uh, situation we can have, particularly, again, coming down to what looks like, well, it has to be the power stage in Canberra. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't script that any better for two years in a row. But equally, um, I think from second to fifth on Sunday afternoon, was separated by 3.8 seconds. Like, yes. we haven't seen that in years. Uh, and obviously, four different manufacturers across, represented across that top five. Um, so... Yeah, it's very exciting. You know, obviously, no secret. A couple of years ago, it was sort of very much Harry's Harry show. But you know, Lewis is is really stepped up. Um, but then we're also seeing Alex Ruler, Luke Knier, uh, Eddie Maguire's obviously doing a fantastic job. So they, you know, everyone's just getting faster and faster, and it's it's very exciting.
0: And when we think about the mistake that Harry made with the off on Sunday, and also the the time penalties ha- that sorry the time penalties that he had during the day, that was something a few years ago that. He could have still won an event by having those issues. He could have still come second. He could have still won the event. This time around, though, he was dropped down to fifth. That's a huge difference in the way that the championship looks and the way that you're able to promote the sport and be able to tell the story of, hey, this is really, really close, and it's such an exciting series the way it's unfolding.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I know, mean, whether it's an off or even a, a spin or a, a punch, I think we saw Harry had a bit of a half spin as well uh on mm-hmm. Saturday, maybe. And yeah, obviously there was enough to to drop to third for for the stage. So yeah, the competition is really hitting up. Everybody is getting, you know, faster and faster and, and everyone's pushing each other. So everyone's, you know, having to to step up. And it's mm-hmm. it's exciting. You know, Troy Dow's another one that's doing a really good job and getting quicker and quicker, but then the battles in there in Production Cup, you know, like Molly and Stevie Maguire there were, you know, going into to Saturday night, I think, with like 0.9 of a second separating them mm. after a whole day's rallying. Like, it's very exciting.
0: From an event perspective, the Adelaide Hills Rally had a few issues last year. The weather didn't help them at all last year. But this year, I think it turned a bit of a corner in terms of how successful the event was. I've had some good reports from some competitors that I've spoken to and... It's a marked improvement from last year from the championship. Do you see that as well?
1: Yeah, certainly the guys did a really good job. Uh, obviously, we we tried the Bend element again this year to match it up with the Shannons Trophy series. Mm-hmm. Um, it obviously basing it from the bend presents its own challenges from a, a transport point of view. Um, we had some remote services, which is different again, and that's, you know i'm I'm mindful of not making everything too cookie cutter. It was a nice change to sort of have that remote service. I think it gives mm-hmm. the service crew something different to do, but, uh, we had less elements of the, at the bend um and i think it was a, a yeah really good success um mm-hmm. you know like like every event like every even what we do with the championship there's always room for improvement but mm-hmm. um yeah it was a it was a big change from last year
0: mm-hmm. with the remote services they they were 10 minutes long which make things hard for a competitor to try and change anything like that we spoke just before we hit record about you know you might have 4 minutes out of that a lot of 10 minutes before you're ready to get the the service crew into the car and into the work that they need to do. When you talk about, you know, moving forward for the event and moving the championship forward, is that something that you want to look at further, the remote services, or do you want to stay in that cloverleaf kind of style of event that rotates around and goes in the loop and goes back to the main, main service park?
1: Yeah look I think it's a bit of a a happy balance to be honest I think yeah. uh, certainly we're seeing now like again the service parks are really growing like you know the amount yeah. of trucks that we're seeing in the service park everyone's really taking pride in their setups and their cafe barriers and the tents and the sign writing of the trucks and stuff so I think having that you know central service is is very important from the championship it's a to me it's a, an area that we haven't really tapped into enough to to attract crowd to and showcase what we do but Equally, the remote services adds a little bit of excitement, a little bit of flavour, gives the service crews something to do. So I think mm-hmm. if we can find that balance between having a central service base that we visit at least once a day and even a remote service uh, or a combination of both, uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's probably the good balance.
0: I know you're not the Adelaide Hills Rally organiser, you're the, the manager for the ARC, but do you see the event going back to Tail and Bend next year and, and basing it at Tail and Bend or are you looking elsewhere with, with things that are going to happen?
1: Uh, No, look, I think I've been talking with uh, Michael Clements and Andrew Admiral that organised that event uh, and I think the decision was sort of made uh, leading into this event that that probably might be the last year at the Bend. Um, I think Mount Barker's sort of been flagged as a, as an option, um, mm-hmm. but they've obviously just uh, just finished this event, so they're going to sort of no doubt dive into the detail for next year, but uh, that could be a perfect situation that presents itself to have a central service uh, a bit closer to Adelaide uh, and maybe introduce her one remote service somewhere along the lines, a bit like Gippsland does, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. That then leads us to the finale in the last round of the series in Canberra. You're a Canberra man, I guess you grew, grew up in Canberra. Um, the Subaru Canberra Rally of Canberra, the second year running, that will go down to the last round and potentially the power stage. We mentioned it briefly before, but gee, wouldn't it be amazing if you? Well, the pressure for you guys, touch wood, in the power stage if there's, you know, a title fight that that really matters when it comes to the power stage last year sort of a bit of anti-climax with the way that it finished but this year it could be even better
1: yeah look it's i've done the math i think it's basically going to be one point we'll we'll decide the championship this year you yeah. know, with the power stage being coming into factor there so yeah very exciting uh certainly the pressure for for our team is is going to be uh be there you know trying to you know to siphon the results and, and how quickly that comes through with the power stage mm-hmm. um, that's going to be a lot of pressure and obviously to to cover it but it's very exciting uh, like I said earlier you know it's, it's it's a script that you couldn't write two years in a row and to have that situation uh, hopefully we don't have the only climax situation that we saw last year and it does come down but uh, obviously having the rally finish in, in the Cohen uh, rally village out there uh, in Canberra is going to be fantastic you know I'm sure there'll be a good crowd as always shows up there so to really be able to you know showcase that that finish in front of hopefully a, a lot of spectators will be great and we're going to do the podium out there as well so uh yeah it's going to be a really great way to finish off the season
0: that's what i was about to ask by the itinerary it looked as though it was going to be at the settlement spectator village there will the stage start inside the village as well and then come back there or will it sort of work its way into the the jump and village area no, it
1: starts there and they, they disappear under the tunnel and then go on to a loop out and then, yeah, obviously come back mm-hmm. over the jump and, and finish in that area. So yeah, uh, it's going to be very exciting. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully we can get a good crowd out there and that'll add to the atmosphere and and the build up to that that finale.
0: Yeah, no doubt. When we spoke at the end of the Gippsland Rally, you were hoping that there was some money still in the kitty to be able to pump some promotion and stuff for the, for the last round of the series. It's turned out that it's an event worth promoting. What are you guys looking forward to doing, or are you planning anything over the next few weeks to try and make sure that this event reaches the the amount of people that it deserves to?
1: Yeah, no, certainly we will. Uh, we have obviously there was a bunch of ideas being thrown around at the airport as we we're waiting to <laughs> to leave yesterday, and we've, yeah. we've got to, after I finish up with you, there's a there's a meeting about it. So yeah, we're always trying to to do the best we can. Obviously, we still have a very limited budget you know, with what we do, but. Yeah, this this is going to be something that's deserving of of um, you know promoting and doing and pushing out and trying to get you know as many people out to Cohen and to to tune in to Seven Plus mm-hmm. and watch it as we can.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then moving forward into to next year, one of the things that we've covered off a little bit on the website is the, the WRX Challenge, which is hopefully something that's going to get off the ground next year. Um, through our discussions with Dean Heridge, who's obviously the the main guy of your TV coverage and also building the cars at maximum motorsport. He's confident that they will get the five cars to be able to run the series. Do you share that same view that that you think it will get off the ground?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I can't say anything officially as I've been in my place, but i'm I'm very confident uh, that it's going to happen. <laughs> so it's looking good, obviously. they part of that strategy was to to run the car on the weekend and it ran mm-hmm. faultlessly. you know, good. as always, there's a few little niggly things here and there, but the car finished every stage. Uh, Scott Petter, you know, had nothing but praise for the car, which is great. Um, so it's obviously yeah, passed its first first proper test. Um, mm-hmm. As to to what they do with it, there was some rumours floating around. Maybe it might appear in Canberra. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, look, it's 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 so exciting and so grateful for Subaru to to take that that initiative and and introduce. It's been sort of on the cards for about eighteen months. Um, yeah. And obviously, Subaru wanted to get back, see that the ARC is very important to their heritage. And that's 50 years since Subaru's been in Australia. So they wanted to to do something. And, you know, unfortunately, they don't have a car that can comp- really comply, be built mm. to the to the generation cars that we have. But they uh, obviously see the ARC is very important. And it's an example. They're, they're running a three-day event at the bend right now, as we speak, off the back okay. of the ARC, as Toyota did yesterday uh, with the ride day. So... You know, we are starting to see that sort of shift where manufacturers are engaging. There's another manufacturer that's in the wings for next year as well, to do lots of stuff like like the Subaru and Toyota have started to do this year with the with the mm-hmm. championship. So, it's uh, very exciting.
0: I understand some meetings happened, I think it was after Gippsland Rally, with a manufacturer. It might have been the one that you mentioned just then. Is there a timeline, is it going to be next year for that, that there's a potential for a manufacturer? I know that you can't say yes or no or who it's going to be, but is that a next year thing or is it a year after or is it still a work in progress?
1: Look, <clears throat> it's still a work in progress. It's, it's it's not really, obviously, my decision. I've now got an open, open line, I guess you could say, to... I guess all the brands that are being represented in the ARC. Um, mm-hmm. There's obviously significant interest in the championship. It is growing. We have sort of starting to pull down those walls to you know, make it more accessible and see people to, to see it. The commercially, it's you know working quite well with the sponsors that we have, and everyone's you know continuing to support the the championship. Um, but as for when our next manufacturer bike get involved, it's really not up to me to to say it. I and I don't actually know. There's lots of talk and conversation all the time, but we'll just have to wait and see.
0: When releases and stuff come out from from Motorsport Australia, and when the championship communicates stuff around, there's the five manufacturers that are supporting the series. So that's off the top of my head. It's Mitsubishi, Subaru, Toyota, Skoda, and also Hyundai. Are they all producing interest in the sport, and are they talking about coming in? Are they provi- providing monetary support for the championship to be a manufacturer? Yeah,
1: so they're all they're they're all invested in varying ways um okay. yeah as i said we've had yeah, I've had conversations with with all of those that you've listed um and they're all very interested and we obviously keep them up to date and certain manufacturers are doing certain things and some have been speaking to some teams um so yeah it's it's obviously all those those brands you spoke about are represented in the championship one way or another mm. uh, and you know it's it's sort of up to them. It's me to sort of showcase it to them, and that's what I'm trying to do is you know, show them how relevant and, and amazing the ARC can be and mm. and get their interest to sort of you know jump in, whether they're supporting a team, supporting the championship. You know, you've know, only got to look at things that Supercars does. There's brands represented at Supercars that aren't participating in Supercars but use it mm. as a, a very good marketing platform. So that's all the things that I'm trying to do at the moment with the ARC. Mm.
0: One of the things that came out of the past couple of weeks was – Again, the, the added interest of Hayden Padden coming into the series, that's something that's that's really exciting. And I know he's mentioned before on a few occasions his, his interest of coming into the ARC. What do you guys do now to try and make that happen? Do you have any influence or any push or sway for Hayden to try and get here? Are you pushing Hyundai perhaps?
1: Yeah, look, certainly I guess that's probably the difference with my role at the moment. Like obviously when we saw SVG competing in Canberra, I was, you know, in the, in the back of that, trying to orchestrate that and pull that together with, with, you know, relevant partners and what we could do from an ARC point of view. Uh, no doubt, you know, trying to obviously support Hayden in a similar way, apart from writing him a check, we'd do everything we can to introduce him to potential partners and, you know, logistics. You know, I was talking to him last week about, you know, he was trying to work out how to base, where to base himself from and how he can do that. And uh, obviously, I've been around a bit now and know a lot of different people, so I'm sort of trying to introduce him to people that might be able to help or, you know, make things you know, as, as easy as possible for him because I think that would be a, a fantastic addition to the championship. Mm. Um, you know, he uh, would certainly bring another another element to the championship we haven't had for, for a while and I think that New Zealand-Aussie sort of rivalry would uh, be ignited fantastically and it sort of, mm. I guess, would hail back a little bit to the Neil and Possum days. So, look, I you know, I hope, I really do hope it comes to fruition. Uh, mm. I guess there's no, no guarantees, but I'd probably say that you know, it's probably the closest it's been in the last few years to to come into fruition. So, fingers crossed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure everybody's fingers are crossed for that. Are you in the long or in the job for the long haul? Sorry, because the absolutely. way you're talking here, you're you're thinking a number of years down the track, and I'm sure in your head there's things swirling for the year after next, and then the year after. You're you're in this for the long haul to try and build this up further and further
1: yeah absolutely um there's no i don't you yeah, know it's obviously there's no question anyone that knows me knows that how passionate i am about rallying in the arc so uh it's almost a dream come true to be to be running it so um i have no plans on going anywhere anytime soon that's for sure um yeah. if we can um you know continue to grow it the way we've been growing it for the last few years i think it's uh paints a really good picture uh, we're yeah. not nowhere near where i want it to be yet yeah. um, but you know it's all about you got to crawl before you can walk and, and then run. So we're sort of, you know, I'm just trying to take it softly. It's, you know, there's lots of people who come to me with different ideas and I always listen and take it on board. Uh, and, you know, but ultimately there's there's only so much we can do in with, you know, so much money and so much time. So we just, it's all about building it slowly because, you know, short of having a million-dollar budget, um, yeah. you know, I think we're, we're punching you know, above our weight with what we're delivering um, mm. with the budget that we have.
0: Yeah, no doubt. One of the things this year compared to last year that's a little bit different is the, the battles in the two-wheel drive cup and also the junior cup. Now, this year, entry, number, entry numbers sorry are very limited in those two classes. What are you thinking in terms of ways to improve numbers of competitors in those classes and maybe add some more incentives to the junior cup and those two-wheel drive competitors as well? Clearly, is increasing the top-level competitors.
1: Yeah, look at yeah, I think everything ebbs and flows and we saw a really yeah. good support last year with the two were driving juniors. As you know, realistically as everyone knows the ARC is an expensive proposition. It is a national championship, it does touch all parts of Australia. And unfortunately probably the most expensive bit is is getting to the events. Um, so it's it's very expensive. Um I think we saw a big, you know, support for it last year. Um, unfortunately, I think those those budgets from those teams are were exhausted and you know, um, it's it's about trying to you know support or, or like you said offer incentives in those cups that we can. There's no no desire to change the structure of the way we're doing it. And I think you know everyone voted that four out of the six is is the way to way to go. Um, but you know as always trying to find you know what what incentives we can out there. Whether it's you know some rebate on some tyres or if it's you know some prize money like we're doing with the, the White Wolf uh, Production Cup. Um, you know always looking at those opportunities to try and, and see what we can do.
0: Mm. and the support of those businesses that are supporting like white wolf constructions as they do the production cup and there's there's various others across the sport is improving that the the main goal for you or is it competitors i know there's a lot of things that you'd have on your plate at the minute but how do you manage them all and work out what's priority and what's not priority it's it must be tough yeah
1: look it is a bit of a juggling act but um, you know, I think it's probably partly while the, the success that we're seeing with the championship is that you know that while I was those competitors only five or six years ago, I've been yeah. there, I've done that. Um, you know, certainly making it commercially viable from a competitor point of view is is a big focus of mine, and I think we're starting to see that. There's you know whether whether you've got a sponsor or you're you know a businessman and it's using it as a tool for your own business, and it gives you the we do enough to give give you an ability to to you know generally have advertise your business. I think we're sort of you know ticking those boxes mm-hmm. um in terms of of you know looking ahead and, and what we can do to 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 make it sustainable. That was a big reason why we sort of I wanted to introduce a three year set of regulations to give everyone yeah. some confidence. You know, mm-hmm. no secret I was part of an era where we sort of chopped and changed a little bit and it was really hard to to you know commit. Um so I there's no no intent to change the rules um mm-hmm. anytime soon. I think what we've got is Is working really well. We have regular monthly meetings. If you register for the championship, you get invited along, and we have monthly meetings to discuss all the issues. Some meetings are pretty quick, some are more elaborate, and everyone has a chance to to talk to me. Um, But equally, everyone always picks up the phone and and talks to me and tells me what's going on. So um, you know, I probably could have my own little uh, you know rally sleuth segment. I reckon, if I know who's planning on doing what and what deals are being done everywhere, I've got my finger on the pulse pretty well with all of it. So. Um, just, yeah, it's just about, I guess, you know, being stable, being consistent with what we're doing and mm-hmm. uh, trying to always, you know,
0: strive to be the best. There's always lots of things happening, that's for sure. You haven't driven for a while. Are you wanting to drive at any point soon? It's funny you say that. No, I don't. Um, really? I don't, so you, yeah. you spend all your time working on rally stuff, but you don't want to get back in the driver's seat.
1: No, nah, look, you know, certainly if someone turned around and, and said, oh, here's a car for free, absolutely. But <laughs> I'm not, there's no screaming desire at the moment to to drive. I think I was I was very fortunate um, in my time. I got to drive pretty much everything and finishing off my career with uh, driving an R5 or an AP4 was was fantastic. Um, certainly if, if Lane from Race Talk, uh, if he's <laughs> listening and wants to give me a free ride and a Skoda or a WA State round, I wouldn't say no. But uh, yeah, look at the moment, no, nah, there's no no burning desire to get back in uh, i'm so busy with running the arc running the channel speed series off-road series you know when i have weekends spare weekends i just want to spend it with the family and jump in the caravan and, and go away so that's that's my my thing at the moment
0: that makes perfect but sense. but never say never yeah <laughs> <laughs> you never say never in this sport do you no adrian, definitely not. adrian thanks for your time i really appreciate you coming on and you look forward to seeing where the arc goes Firstly, over the next month and then over the next few years with you in charge. So thank you. Thanks very much. Cheers.